0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rodcast and today we are talking about the teaching gift. So Pastor Rod, why don't you give us a uh, I don't know, your understanding of what yes. this gift is and and how they function in the
1: t- in the church. Well, I think a really if you think of a really good teacher in your life, it's someone who made things easy for you to understand and then you walk away with it. So a teaching gift is not to impress, it's not to give information It is to help people's growth. And I think the the gift in the church is exactly the same. It's not to make things more um, slick or um, uh, dynamic even. The the, the concept of a teacher is that people can grow in their knowledge of Christ and grow in that, add add information. And I think that because there are so many complex truths in the Word of God, let's just be honest, there are some complex things about God and the way he works with people. The teaching gift is to take a part of it, to understand parts of it, and to break it down into a way that doesn't lose its authority and power, because the Word of God is powerful. It's not just teaching, it's teaching with God's anointing. But to take uh, some part and to break it down, I, I see I sort of compartmentalize into little boxes and teach a part of it, and someone goes away saying, Aha, uh-huh, I got that part. And it adds then to larger parts over time, leads to greater revelation of God's word. So the teacher understands the concept of how um, information is given and received. They've got to be good um, communicators and they've got to see people where they're at and what, what needs to be given. So it's a very exciting gift for a lot of people. Because what I just said should excite a lot of people. say, so I want to do that. And people walk away saying, Wow! I, I now know this, and I know how to apply it in my life. So in Ephesians four, where the five ministry gifts—apostle, prophet, evangelist—we've already done, and then it says pastor and teacher. And by the way, some people put those two together, but I do see them as separate. Um, in the grammar, it could be either. So we're taking teacher as a separate, a separate module. I, I think it's a very exciting um area to understand and grow in in all of our life but definitely in church because church needs to be informing with a supernatural edge (laughs) giving the information and people go ah I call it the aha moment people go aha you know in the the cartoons there's a little light bulb above the head ding um or in Japanese shing (laughs) this little moment of ah and then we add it to the the vast knowledge, because it's important that we we integrate it in our lives. So it's a very exciting gift. It actually is is part of my gifting. That's why I'm so excited to talk about it, because I've always loved teaching. But in the church, it's so people will add and grow, add and be more like Christ and grow. So there is a growth factor in this whole thing of teaching. And I think, as I said before, it's not just information; it's about transformation. It's 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 anointed teaching, it's supernatural Word of God teaching that will bring something different. And that's why it's different than, say, a TED talk, which is they're pretty interesting, um, very mm. talented people. Uh, but in the church, which your question was, it's it's also teaching the Word of God, which is anointed and powerful. God breathed, so we're actually teaching something that God is actually enabling and helping. And again, that makes it even more exciting than teaching just information. So a lot of things I just raise there at once but I just want people to be inspired to be great teachers of the word of God and everything really.
0: So the the outcome that we're looking for is a is change in the person some kind of transformation and yep. not just receiving information. Yeah. Like what you said like a TED talk. So even like a great like a good communicator could be could be interesting or mm-hmm. Um, funny or or it could hold people's attention but doesn't necessarily lead to a change on the inside.
1: Yeah, I I think that we've got to look at the outcomes. The outcome of teaching to me is that people get it, uh, which is also communication theory. It's not just what I wanted to give, it's what did they receive. Right It's communication theory that the concept of did they get what I wanted them to get is the outcome or did they get what I felt God wanted to bring them to bring a lift. That's the outcome. So it's not about... Um, you know, even says in one one of the little books of the New Testament, you know, people go to to hear what their itching ears want to hear. So people could hear things on teaching that doesn't actually bring change. It brings the wow factor, but it's not actually added. The, the concept of, of, of teaching and receiving teaching is it's added to our revelation and to our lives and brings lift. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think teaching is just about just about being a, you know, like, oh, wow, that's a great teacher. But it's, I grew because of that teaching. Mm-hmm. I, I learned and I changed because of that great teaching or because of that God was on that teaching and I got it. So I think as a, as a biblical teacher, the issue is not how good were we. The issue is how good is God's word and Jesus, and we want you to get it <laughs> and love Jesus more and love his word more. That to me is the outcome of good biblical teaching. How is it different to preaching? Uh-huh. Well, that's a really huge question. Um, the, the The word preaching to me is, is connected with good news. Um, often Jesus sent out the disciples to to go and preach, and it's actually the word to bring good news. So we need to understand that that the word preaching is not just a declaration, although it is. It's a declaration of good news that people walk away saying, "Wow." I didn't know that about Jesus. That was really good news. So preaching seems to be more declaration, more of a broader communication to a group of people. and uh, But but the outcome, again, is anointed, the touch of God on it, that people would say, that was really good news about Jesus and his word. Um, I'm inspired to change. I, I can change. God is with us. In that sense, it is like teaching. But preaching does seem to carry more of the concept of good news. All, it, there's a which I think teaching should too I'm getting myself in trouble right. but um it's just it just it's it's broader and probably to more people who are seekers the concept of go Jesus said go and share good news go and preach the concept is declaration of all the good things that Jesus Christ has done for us mm. Where, whereas all teaching right. is more this metho- methodological this this breakdown of this big truth into parts that so it's like, like thinking about maybe a meal that you can't eat everything, but you you take this one first and this one first, and it's called a meal. I think teaching is taking those parts, teaching them well, and then how they integrate into a big truth. So it's it's much more method or continuum teaching, whereas preaching is just a total declaration of the goodness of God, which, which is always needed. And would... Would you say that teaching can be applied in
0: more context because of, obviously you've got teaching to a crowd and then you've got like a small group
1: and then even one-on-one. Yeah. You've, yeah. I think preaching maybe... does have the concept of going out and um, the, the, sort of out, whereas teaching mm. is more the that you've got the group here. Um, for example, Jesus sent the disciples out to share good news to preach, but it says Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and they, and they, they brought the, the scriptures to him and he taught the people in the synagogue. So there does seem to be a, yeah, the, 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 level of uh, volumes, the wrong word, because it's not about level of voice, but the, the level of message, that the, the preaching sort of the out, whereas teaching is the collecting to share in, but there's, there's crossover between the two. And I, th- I think there is actual confusion between the two words when we hear now the preaching, but it actually could be a teaching word. And someone's saying now the teaching and it's, a preaching word. So it's even that mixed in our church settings. Um, but I think there is a difference when someone says I'm a preacher and someone says I'm a teacher. I think there is a slight difference in that. And um, maybe it's to do with the, the the, the uh, how can I say, one's declaration and one is break, breaking down of truths into parts. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I, I don't know. I was, yeah. how, what do you think? I mean, you're you're in this too. Yeah,
0: no I I I mean my understanding would be everything you've said maybe maybe I'd word it like uh with teaching um I don't know maybe speaking more to so to people's minds so that they get it whereas I feel like preaching feels like more directed at heart mm-hmm. I I don't know maybe that's too yeah. too clearly defined but understanding yeah. versus like Oh, the good news of God, like it, I don't know, heart and mind feels a, feels a little bit different there, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I found preaching harder to do personally mm-hmm. because of
1: my own personality and gift mix. I, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So you naturally a teacher and had to learn preaching, so that somehow they were different, and yet they do they do sort of then morph again don't they so you, you could you could do either depending on the audience and the context mm-hmm. maybe that's another good mm-hmm. word here is context which I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to the context of preaching seems to be to do with declaring about the power of God and the, the goodness of Jesus Christ the cross and the resurrection the the, the gospel the good news message seems to be included um, it's a declaration of faith and power and authority and inspiring people to lift which is hard is what you said inspiration but as i said all that i thought of teaching as well so um, yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah.
0: and and that and in the early days when i was preaching like my feedback would be from other pastors my leaders and probably you at some point was like you need to preach right. <laughs> like it's too much teaching right and 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 not because teaching is bad obviously we love teaching here at lifehouse but like yeah. it just i i didn't know how to switch mm. that gear
1: yeah it was something i had to learn yeah, I, I'm just thinking through something we're saying here, In context again, let's just come back to that. And um, I think context drives content. And so to me, preaching seems to be bigger, a bigger group or with non-Christians or with a mixed group or with uh, mm. going and sharing with people. Um, preaching seems to be a sort of an out. Uh, this is terrible theology here, but maybe not, but it's trying to describe something it's more out and up and over and inspiring. Whereas teaching seems to be more of like, let, let's, sit down and let's, let's consider it's still anointed, but let's consider. And these are the takeaways and the anointing is still there, but it's much more of a sit and think and even questions. And I think Jesus did both of these, um, very obviously perfectly, but we're inspired to be a preacher, a teacher, but then it does morph. And I'm sure you would say that. There's times in your mm-hmm. preaching where you teach, and times in your teaching where you preach. Yeah. Um, you just sort of lift all of a sudden. People say, Oh, that was that five minutes was yeah. really good preaching. And I'm thinking, what what was that? And I don't know, it's maybe, maybe it's a, a challenge to a challenge to lift or a challenge, a challenge from the teaching. But I do think that preaching must include. The good news, because the word comes from the, the, the concept of good news, bringing good news, sharing good news, um, inspiring for the, the Jesus news. And I want to do that when I'm teaching, but maybe the context of where you are and who you're talking to drives whether you teach or preach. Is that, I think that's actually relevant. I do. I think you're, like you wouldn't walk into a um, a pub setting and preach. You just just that's just not going to go over, but you sit down with a few friends and you'd, you'd be inspired teaching. Um, so the context is actually important in this discussion. When Jesus sent out the disciples, go out and pray for the sick and meet people and, and share good news or preach. And the word kerygma, preach, communicate, go out. It seems to be this, this, this bigger um, thing. And, um, and but when Jesus is with his disciples, it mentions his teaching. He taught his disciples. His disciples said, teach us to pray or teach us to, it, it seems to be the setting around discipleship and and and, and, and they could ask questions. And, and no, that's, that's the difference in context, isn't it? so the context draws the type of mm-hmm. communication, both of which should be anointed and about the word of God, but they just look a little bit different.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with the context. I think uh, there's been certainly times where maybe I'm speaking to a group that I don't know that well, maybe at another church or something like that. And, and I realize, ah, okay, I, I needed, this needs to be a bit more preachy or, okay, I, we need to break things down a little bit more here because yeah, there's some things they haven't got and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, mixing it up because of that. But yeah, yeah they're obviously both very powerful ways to mm. communicate God's truth. Yeah. Um. W- one other thought is uh, there's that verse that talks about able to teach. Yeah. Like the qualities of a of a leader.
1: Yeah. And what well, would you doing, say to that? Yeah. There's two New Testament lists lists of church um, leaders, overseers and, and and elders, and it and deacons and it 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 actually mentions in the two lists, one in Titus, one in one Peter three, is it? And it actually says able to teach or able to refute refute error, which is teaching. So it does seem the more you rise in church leadership, you need to be able to teach. And I've said this to many of our young leaders and pastors who say maybe uh, I can't preach. I said, well, that's not the goal. The goal is not you be a great preacher. The goal is actually to be a great teacher. Um, not that preaching is lesser, but it's in the list. The list is mm. every great church leader, male or female, must be able to teach Um, you know, it says about women, teach the women and the men teach the men. I'm I'm not saying you can't teach the other, but there's there's an exhortation to be able to teach, able to teach or able to refute error is certainly as you go up the ranks, I think we need to aspire to being good teachers. So let me say it again. I don't think every pastor needs to be a great preacher, but I do believe every pastor needs to be a great teacher because that seems to be a biblical call. Mm -hmm. Teach well train well release well uh refute error well which is rather teaching gift and one of those lists kind of
0: is is mostly about like character traits mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's got this one mm-hmm. this one thing on on the edge there this able to teach it's kind of in a different category
1: yeah so yeah. that's an interesting yes as well. lists, but don't be angry and treat people well and don't get proud and you've got to be well received by the community all these and then there's this able to teach yeah it's a it's a like skill it's almost a skill I it's a skill. skill or yeah, a developed and, gift and and i think that you can really learn this skill i you don't wake up one day so so teaching is a gift because it says here it's one of the five gifts but if people say they haven't got that gift i would say well pray into it pray for that gift pray that you'd increase and i've said it to many of our pastors pray that you might increase your skill and the anointing of god will be there if you're called you're going to be able to teach um you just haven't developed it yet so you know when i became a believer at 19 i was a fireman i'd never taught ever um and i was very shy and very uh, scared or lacking confidence maybe to teach but i had a passion the passion was born even as a as a young christian I, I would love to share i would love to share this i would love to be able to share like them like those great teachers and I've be, always been around good teachers in small groups. We call them connect groups. And um, a teacher doesn't have to do all the talking, by the way, which is something we probably need to circle back to about the concept of teaching is not just the talking head. But um, And that's probably a difference as well with preaching and teaching because teaching needs to draw out questions and objections and be able to mm. handle it. But my point is I've always been in a small group where I've seen good teaching and I've thought I want to do that. And I, I didn't do it But first. And then I wanted to do it. And then I learned and I, I observed and I probably had some gifting start developing because of my passion for it. And it's just been an ongoing drive. So I've been able to say to people who are not confident, Hey, me too. I, I get it, but we, we can grow in this gift of teaching. And people might say, does everybody, d- does everybody have a gift of teaching? And I would say, probably not everyone, but I think that, I think there is a commonality right across. A lot of parts of life that would include a teaching, developing a teaching gift, and especially if it's in the church. You know, here in Japan, I said awesome. to, to all our pastors, oh, "Let me let me back up. In Japan, people can go can fall asleep very easily. It, they, yeah. <laughs> If you take off on a JAL Airways, everyone on the flight's asleep before you take off. Like on 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 takeoff, you look around, everyone's asleep." So the Japanese people who are wonderful people have the ability to sleep. They sleep on trains anywhere. Not cause they're lazy, but they just it's their moment to sleep. And they fall asleep in church if you're boring and I said to it's a great goal would be no one falls asleep. That would be so so teaching can't just be giving information. It does need to be inspirational and anointed. And entertaining, and that's a bad word. Someone said to me the other day, maybe not entertaining, but engaging, I said, whatever. It's the same concept Mm -hmm. to me. Keep them awake long enough to receive. (laughs) So um, I I think teaching does need to develop and grow, but maybe not everyone. Uh, I know some people that just really don't want to at all. Um, I've also, here's an interesting one. I've known some people to say to me, don't ever put me up front of people, but I love to teach in a small group. So there is this, distinction that comes out of context and personal gift and passion mm. i would say that even
0: like being a parent you, you kind of need some aspect of teaching yeah oh your kids aren't going to get much at all so it would make sense that it's there's some level that is kind of that we can all get to even if we're not all super gifted
1: yeah, yeah i think so but the, the, the good news is it happened for me and i think if people have a passion i think Go for it. Increase. What and were you like more... in those early days? Sorry, I want to know what
0: what, what were you like when when you were just <laughs> starting out in your teaching? Because yeah, I mean you're 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 a very well developed teacher now. Like, what was it like in those early years?
1: I I probably like like I went to a small group probably a little bit before I got saved. Um, I was argumentative. Um, okay. But maybe not defying. I wasn't defiant, but I was just, what, what does it mean about this? You know, that, that sort of like question asking, yeah. uh, why would God do that? Like I was genuinely, genuinely seeking. I wasn't trying to be a disturbing mm-hmm. person, but I think that um, after I got saved, obviously that, that moved to, I still asked a lot of questions, but it was, wow, Jesus said that. What, what did that mean? So my, my tone changed. My tone wasn't asking questions aggressively but really hungrily so there, there was that tone and I was filled and I was you know saved and now filled with the Holy Spirit and loved his word but um I actually didn't teach much really in that first year I probably um I, I preached I went to the streets here in 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 Australia in the Philippines I actually preached on the streets but I didn't teach right and um I had to learn and learn about people um, by being in a small group about teaching is my answer. I just, I I observed good teachers and thought note to self all the time, just not ever thinking I was going to be a pastor teacher at that time in my first Mm. year, but I was, I was really interested in why I was growing and what I liked about other people's teaching. So I was, I was observant of that and then trying to add that or add bits of it, I don't think I. And actually, you always enjoyed that I, I did. I was always insecure at that time, always. So okay. always asking for feedback, how do I go? What I say, like, huge amount of feedback needed, which I I see in other people to this day, I, I think feedback is very important that we help people with positive feedback. And then some maybe other areas, you know, John Maxwell talks about the sandwich method. With feedback was like a sandwich, two bits of bread and the meat in the middle, and the two bits of bread represents the the good news. You've, you've done this well, and you've done this well. But in the middle is a little bit of meat there, where could improve on this. And he's saying people mm-hmm. need a sandwich, so people need the encouragement. This this is good. Um, there's something you could improve here, but overall, it was pretty good. And I think that we all need that. And and as a as, as a trainer, I, I try to give that as well. Um, even to this day, because I realise how important. In fact, I think Richard, you'd agree, feedback is just sought after by this generation. There is, there's a, there's a definite generational desire for um, feedback. Some people would call it constructive criticism, but we don't like the word criticism. So mm-hmm. um, feedback includes. Well, what do you think? You think that would be true about a generation? Like, like what about? Yeah, well, I think I think that I think
0: people are very collaborative these days. And that they wanna they want you to be honest with them. There's an like an to be authentic. And so yeah, yeah if there's something I can improve on, like I I, I wanna know because I wanna be better. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we've talked talked about feedback a lot because of the the leadership loop teaching you've been doing. Yeah. Which uh if you're listening to this and you haven't heard that, you should go back and listen to that uh broadcast episode on the leadership loop, because that's one of the kind of three parts of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that's a higher level of relationship and leadership when you get to f- good feedback sessions it's like mm-hmm. we're not we're not insecure anymore we're actually growing fast it's not but personal yeah. yeah yeah and i think anyone who's been in a sports club and, and been successful probably will go into that loop better realizing mm-hmm. that when the coach helped you to play better you you realize hey this this guy's or, or girl is for me so i think as a leader. Um, as, a, as an emerging leader, I, I saw lead, I saw this teaching. I liked it, but I think probably my biggest problem when I started teaching was I had too much content in my. I, I wanted to share too much. I think it was like stuffing people's brains with too much. But I was excited about the Word of God, and I wasn't trained. That was probably my 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 weakness, and probably carries through a little bit. But I, I do get excited about the content, and um, I want to bring that. But I've learned that teaching is not just about speaking. It's about observing. As I said before, observing people falling asleep or not is, is observing, right? Someone, or someone's just in the group playing a game or on, on Instagram, whatever. Like You've lost their, the attention. And I think any teacher of a classroom will have to develop that skill for sure. But in a small group, um, observation, seeing where something is touching and not touching. These are then people skills. Of seeing hmm. the response to my teaching, and and I don't mean we're pandering to people, and, but we, we, but we've got to know when we've lost attention. You know, like um, there's an old saying in communication: when you um, if, if you what is it? If, if you're drilling for oil and you stop getting the oil, stop boring. I don't know; it's <laughs> a, bad, a bad joke, but the concept <laughs> is you got to you got to know when you're now boring, and I think. I, I, I had to learn that and I still have to to some degree. But that's about people skills, people observation, asking the Holy Spirit to teach you. It says very strongly in Acts, uh, sorry, in John 14 and 15, Jesus say, the Holy Spirit's with you. He's He's teaching you. He's He's developing you. So I'm very aware of needing the Holy Spirit to help me. And I, I always was right from the beginning. So the Holy Spirit helped me to be a better teacher. But I, I think that I had to learn what I said right at the beginning of this, that teaching is not about imparting information. It is about transformation of people. I think that was something I needed to learn because I loved information. And um, I thought everyone else would be just as interested in information as me. And maybe not. So I had to learn about to stop where there is, you know, there's gold here and stopping there and that's enough and asking questions and moving into other forms of, interaction, because the outcome of teaching is not information transfer. It is transformation from the amazing Word of God. So I had to learn all that, and I learned it really in small groups. And then on Sunday, there was very good teaching. In my first church, people actually were given notes. You know, we could actually, there was no phones back then. People were given notes of the sermon, and I loved it. And in our small groups, we were supposed to take that and, and share a little part of that in the small group. That was the design of the small group, which I think is a good design. Um, although we did a lot of other things in small groups that I wouldn't necessarily do today, but like there was a lot of um, a lot of time spent in worship in the small group, and only a small amount of time on teaching. So, a lot of worship's great, but but context. What is each meeting for? And I had to learn that as I'm teaching, I can't be boring. I can't have too much information. I've got to watch. I've got to look. So that takes time. Mm-hmm. I say to people right now when they hear that, they go, oh, that's so much. I said, no, no, it's just, it just you're a constant learner. Like you're learning about people and spaces and contexts. And, um, and and But the goal is that they walk away saying, aha moment, yes, this is good. Jesus is good. So what do we do to
0: develop this gift if we feel like we, I don't know, maybe we're feeling a little
1: bit excited about teaching mm. others. How did you go about developing this or, or how would you coach someone? Yeah. Well, you, you, I think you've got to, to to learn how to teach. You've actually got to teach. It's it's just one of those things that you've got to do it. Um, so join a kids church or a dream team or a leadership team, um, small group. We call it connect group be give people a chance in a connect group to lead some part I think we do have to do it um, or if you're obviously if you're a teacher or, or you know a manager or a sales team whatever it is you've got to, you've got to get before people or on a, on, a, on a film and see yourself hear yourself and see the feedback. you've got to be in a a, a, a growth corridor you, you've got to be with people or speaking to people one of the worst things is to see yourself on video like this later and think, Oh, did did I do that? But actually it is a way to learn to see yourself Mm -hmm. become self-aware of where I'm good and where I'm bad. So I would say to people, just do it, just be excited about being a group. And then can I do, can I lead a little bit? Can I in the dream team, can we do this? I don't know, but just, you've got to be with people. That's why church is so good. We have so many opportunities to teach, and communicate and learn and and see good teachers and say, I want to be like that. So observation, involvement, doing something with people is definitely that. I think another one though, is actually talking about what is teaching because some people think teaching is being really, really highbrow and really, really brilliant, but it's not. See, see a lot of people in Jesus' day did that and they were called Pharisees. They were great teachers. Mm. They were full-time, they were paid, they're in the temple, and Jesus said, you're whitewashed sephalcals, whatever that word is You, You're like tombs. <laughs> um, great on the outside, nothing on the inside. So um, the purpose of teaching is not to be religious or difficult or complicated or overpower. or, And maybe I thought that was at the beginning a bit like that, and then I learned, no, no. It, so we've got to model teaching as inspirational, wonderful, and results again small groups i just don't think you can get beyond small groups connect groups for us that the concept of being in a group watching change watching growth observing what works is is the best way i know how to learn teaching and the other thing about teaching which i sort of said before is jesus form of teaching wasn't long-term preaching now he did the sermon on the mount is 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 long and i'm sure he told that sermon on many occasions, it wasn't just on the mount, it was teaching, he would have said other times. But some of his teaching was short. Some of his teaching was stories, we call them parables. Some of his teaching was, was one liners, what we call similes, the kingdom of God is like, you know, yeast, it it goes through the whole dough. So some of Jesus teaching was very short. So there's no one style with Jesus. Um, Also, some of it was story and some of it was was just life. And And I just think observing and thinking through um, teaching styles. But here's the other thing about Jesus' teaching. He asked 315 questions, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Some of that was double up in the Gospels, but still, it's recorded 315 times. So to me, he wants interaction. He's observing, looking. What do you think about that? How do you read it? Have you read this? What about that? How does this relate to you? Who was the... Who do, so there's a lot of questions, and I think great small groups and dream team teaching involves questions. I love I love getting questions, and and so welcoming good questions. If it's a question that's not part of the topic, I say can we talk about that later. But good questions on topic, brilliant. And I think that teaching a style of teaching that doesn't have to be brilliant, but brings results will make more people say, I want to do that. Mm. That that's that was where I landed on this. Like, if you're going to have to have this, like I te- teach for half an hour and everyone's spellbound, I don't think many people can do that. But if it's teaching shorter questions, interaction, we're all growing, we're all praying together, people are growing, a lot of people say, can I do that? So the modeling of teaching is actually very important. Yeah, I also
0: feel like, for uh, many, like new connect group leaders, small group leaders, sometimes they'll focus so much on their notes or their prep, and they'll do an hour or two hours just preparing their notes, but they haven't even thought about the discussion or how to facilitate, uh, which yeah. kind of is a,
1: is a part of that that teaching role. Could yeah. you speak to that at all? Yeah. Well, again, that that was me <laughs> starting off. Um, me too. I had to learn a lot. But back back when I got saved, which is forty. Four years ago now there wasn't much teaching on this actually my church did have some teaching on this but it it was it was the best i saw in my generation there wasn't much teaching around about how to run a great small group in fact the guy that wrote that um in our church was a pastor he was he was a brilliant teacher and he wrote how to run a small group um that did help a lot actually having something and he probably did say something like that like don't don't bore the people and don't go too long. You probably said all that, but I had to learn the hard way that um, it's right. So in our small groups at LifeHouse, we actually limit our life groups to, uh, our connect groups to um, 45 minutes. I know in Hong Kong, you do 30 minutes, some of them, but it's a limit. And in that people ask, even recently I was asked, um, do we have worship in our small groups? I said, no, we don't because we have so much on on our phone, our, our music, our Spotify. There's like, you can get a lot. Um, we want our small groups to be, um, sharing, just sharing between us, um, sharing what God said to us through a journal, just, just around the group quickly, um, maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes on message or the, 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 the teaching with questions and answers, like questions actually prepared, which is what you were saying, um, and then prayer and then Fellowship before and after. So this is this is our unique style. I don't say it's better than others, but it's what we've landed on. And um, but I think that style also helps. If we know we've got this this amount of time, we need we need to get the here. We give you the study. We have a hundred studies, choose one and get a few questions. A few scriptures, a few questions, you're done. I think that's what you, you're getting at, Richard. This really helps people to be more confident to become mm-hmm. a teacher in a small group. Do you want to speak to that? You've, that's what you were sort of saying, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. And and also the other thing is that if, if a leader is really stressing over the content and putting like hours yeah. into it, yeah, uh, there's a good chance they could end up burning out in six months and yeah. not wanting to continue doing it because they're probably judging themselves very harshly yeah. and uh, just the time that it takes to put into that. So how, how long do you think it should take? Like, I get that when you start, maybe it might take you a little bit longer to prepare something. But
1: what? You, yeah. Any idea on that? Do,
0: well, I think a it's about
1: preaching or teaching. The hardest part is being inspired. What to share? That 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 that. If you if you go to prepare and you are not inspired, that's not a good day for me, and I know for most people. So what we'd say is we've got a blue book. Our, our blue blue book is on our church app. You just go there. There is a hundred studies. Just look through it and choose one. So let's say I want to teach on, I just feel the guys need to know more about forgiveness or grace, then I go to that that chapter in the blue book. And there's a lot of scriptures that you'll never get through it. So the preparation is just to look through it and see a few scriptures and ask a few questions. That's the preparation. So if I'm inspired, if I'm confident that's what I want to talk about, basically we're done, maybe five minutes of writing down questions and then praying before I get to the group, I'm praying into those scriptures. I'm praying. So I turn up and say, hi, everyone. We're going to do a study on forgiveness. I know you know about forgiveness, but let's read a few things. And straight away into a scripture, it says, this, is this easy or hard? It might be a question I've got. The answer is it's hard. So you know, the, the, the type of teaching we model is not this very, very highly developed teaching every week. You're right Richard it people will either burn out after 6 months or just say i haven't got time. Yeah. And i've seen this for my 44 years of being a christian. This is not a this is a every country, and, every place. And they'll
0: defend crazy. it. At the beginning i'm saying like to these new leaders, "Hey, because i've i've found out they've spent an hour and a half on their connect group study or something like that and i'm like, "That's too it's too much." And they'll defend it, "No, i need this. I'm a new leader and i need and and then sure enough, if they if they really don't receive that, a few months later they're saying I can't do this anymore. Yep.
1: And, uh, it, yeah, and and I've seen it as a forty four years. This is not a new phenomenon. It's not a generational thing. It's a human thing. Mm-hmm. And the excitement of developing something will wear off over time mm-hmm. uh, unless you're really specifically called to that. Um, so again, the modeling how we do it, choose one questions and then pray, pray into it, and go. And then the last thing is, we say the proof is in the pudding. Watching people grow is the best feedback we'll ever get in our lives. Um, watching people say, thank you, I learned that, I've grown, I've stopped doing this, I've started doing this, my life's got better, my marriage is better. Like the feedback of lives is why I keep doing this. I, I do enjoy it, but that's 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 the feedback. It takes time. And again, Jesus is our model for this. His teaching is mm-hmm. revolutionary, anointed, supernatural. So maybe if we're finishing in a few minutes, I'll just read this one scripture from Jesus yep. in Matthew 7, 28. It says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Their teachers of the law were brilliant in knowledge and information, but Jesus was brilliant in transformation, in authority, in supernatural power. And this is the teacher that I want to be. And I want to train people how to be because that's where life change comes. People were amazed at the teaching because it, it was transformational. Um, and I love hearing great teaching. You know, I, I really do. I, I, I love listening and thinking that that was really good. I feel inspired. You're mm. teaching about a hard topic like forgiveness or Morality or whatever, but I'm actually really inspired, and I think God can help me. You know that—that's the teaching. You know, so many times after church, people said that was a great message, Pastor Rod. I said, "Oh, what part did you enjoy?" And they tell me something I didn't even preach on, and I realized from me preaching, their brain went from here to here, and it it applied to something in their life that God spoke Mm -hmm. about. And so, the inspiration of God's word has this this It's spreading, like I said, yeast, yeast going through the bread. And um, that's what I want to see. I want to see lives changed. And oftentimes that's through simple. It's very simple. Probably haven't (laughs) talked about that much, but yeah, that's a big part of teaching. Just on that, I I do get people come up afterwards and say, "Uh, yeah, that was great. Church was great, but uh, your teaching is very simple. And it's not meant as a positive. And I say, thank you so much. And they said what what Thank you I said because I've tried I prayed so many years to be simple. Thank you for that compliment and that's the way I'll take that because I've seen people's lives change over the years and I and I understand what what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't just want to give information although I do enjoy it honest um, but I, I've learned it is about authority in the teaching where God is able to see uh, help people life change
0: yep i think simple teaching builds lives no matter whether you're a beginner or you're advanced i think yeah that it yeah. Really, really leads to change so great well we might wrap it up there what an amazing gift and yeah. uh, i want to encourage all you teachers out there to keep developing on your gift and um let's see the church and people grow strong all right see you in the next episode